In the words of Public Enemy's Chuck D, bring the noise. Fairing Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. It is interview time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm actually like this is this is one of those weeks where I'm like, I I, sh- I should have double stacked. <laughs> I probably should have double stacked. I probably should have done a normal episode and the interview as well. I should have, in hindsight, I I I feel stupid. I I should have done it, and uh, it, it is what it is. Like you you guys, you're gonna get you're gonna get the interview. You know what I mean? You you got your you got your weeks fixed, right? You you got your weeks fixed. But I I feel like with all the news that's been coming out in the past week, I'm just I was just like. I was, I, was, I was just sitting here today recording on a Wednesday, dropping on a Thursday. I'm just like, I should have done it. I should have done another one. I should, I should have recorded yesterday or today or whatever and just like gone, damn, I, I should have done it. Because, bro, there was so much. You obviously had the, I watched the uh, presidential debate, uh, the US presidential debate last night. That was absolutely fucking hilariously terrible. Like, it was so bad, it was funny. Like I, I can I can imagine being an American. My gosh, that was so horrible. Um, <laughs> the commentary on on the back of it was so fucking nutty. Um, that was a shit show. Uh, fucking um, Pretty Patel wants to send uh, asylum seekers to fucking Ascension Island, which is in the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean. Like how batshit crazy are you, you fucking evil woman? Like oh gosh, and that was just one. I I'd, I could have done so much this week. I I really I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. For me personally, I feel like I've dropped the ball. I, I could have easily just whacked out another hour of just talking about absolute fuckery that's going about this past week. Uh, but hey ho, it is what it is, and we live through it. We 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 live and learn, and we move on. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have an interview. Like I said, it's interview time. And uh, this one, I've been, it's been a long time coming, it's been a long time coming, I feel, I feel like it's been a, it's been a while, it's been three years since I've talked to this person extend, uh, uh, in a, on a extended basis, um, obviously I've kept in contact with him over the past few years, you know what I mean, I've just, uh, just checked up on him on certain things, hyped up his music of course and stuff like that, uh, but it's been a while since I actually just, uh, you know, chopped up with him, just sat down with him for an hour and chopped up with him, and uh, it was one of, he's one of my first uh, interviews of my, of the of, of my 5e journey really it's uh, uh not the first but he was uh he, he was he was the first he was in the first few he was in the first batch he may have been the first um international one actually or the first u.s one yeah i think he was the first u.s based um interview i had uh for the fifth element so uh you know it's it's history in the making ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> history in the making. <laughs> but yeah uh, my interview is with uh, mr oren major uh st louis born uh currently in atlanta doing it doing it big uh, the moment, or trying to do it big, uh, the moment, obviously, uh, with everything going on, uh, can't really do it big anymore, but uh, <laughs> hopefully at some point you'll be able to go big again, uh, but yeah, I've, uh, I think uh, the, the the interview the interview from three years ago was just like, um, I think we were both at a place where we were just like trying to find our feet, um, and you'll get that, you'll get his side for sure, 
um, at the, near the near the start of the interview, uh, in terms of just like uh, recapping where he's been, and um, there was a lot of things I actually learned that I didn't even know uh, at the time I interviewed him because obviously at that well not obviously but at that time. Uh, he just dropped his first album, uh, Blinded by Ambition, and, uh, you know, I call it, or he actually sent it to me, actually, I, th- I think he just cold hit me up, <laughs> I think he just cold hit me up, said, like, I've got this project, give you a listen, I'm like, alright, cool, and then I was like, I like this, I like this dude, let me just see if I can get an interview, um, and, uh, yeah, man, we, ju- we just, we just made it happen for each other, and that was, that was, uh, it was a good mutual, uh, call out for, e- uh, for both, and, um, yeah, he's he's gone from he's gone from strength to strength since then. Uh, he's released a lot of, a lot a lot of products since then, <laughs> and uh, you know it's, it's it's all been uh, pretty it's all been pretty good so far. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty good. Uh, he hasn't really fell off uh, on on in my in my opinion. Uh, he's, he's still he's still uh, he's still searching his lane. He's still like you know just trying to keep uncomfortable because obviously when you're comfortable, that's when. Like you better be stacking if you're comfortable, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't think he, uh, I don't think he wants to be comfortable just, just quite yet. So he's trying to keep himself uncomfortable, which is good. And um, yeah, but uh, it's it's just fascinating uh, reading the interview from uh, three years ago and just uh, how, well, firstly how like basic, <laughs> basic I was. Just I was just I was just asking the most basic questions. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, now, obviously, uh, it's been it's been a while, and uh, you know we had a lot to catch up on, and it was a, it was a good chat. So uh, let me let me just uh, let me just stop talking. Let's just jump right in. Four minutes before we begin, email to IG Facebook as well, Discord link, all of that all of that is the full show, is in the full show notes. I'm gonna throw in the uh, the OG interview as well in the full show notes. So if you want to give that read uh, before or while you're listening back, uh, while you're listening to this episode, uh, go for it by all means. Uh, I don't like it because I, I just don't like my early work <laughs> in any in any uh, facet of life. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> go for it, go for it. Uh, but yeah, um, without further ado, this is my interview with Aura Major. Three years in the making. Hope you guys enjoy. Mr. Oren Major. What's well, good, sir? What's Hannon? Chili Charlie. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it seems you clocked that name, you were just like, I'm just using it all the time. <laughs> I like your name, man. I don't know. It's the name, it's the accent. It's like, I don't know. I enjoy talking to you. You're all the way across the world. It's, it's way different from, you know, how I talk to people on a normal basis. So, yeah, man. And you're always I mean, happy and I mean, shit. You, don't have, energy, to, you bro. don't have to. Um, uh, oh, oh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But you don't have to like you don't you don't have to code switch anything like that. You know. What I'm oh no no, it ain't don't, like that. Don't the code switch. It's like it's like cool. It's like cool. Nah, it's, it's like you know you see somebody and they be like, "What's up, bro?" And you like, "Yeah, what's up, bro?" But then when you get somebody that's like, yeah. "Hey, man, how you doing?" You like, "Oh, what's up, man? How you how you doing?" Like, yeah, it's just. It's a good. I mean, it's been a minute. It's, it's been a minute. I can, I, I, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. It has been a minute. It's been uh, three years, give or take, um, since. I mean, I mean, our initial interview, but obviously, we've kept in contact for the past um, um, intermittently over time. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it certainly is one of those moments where you just bump into someone. who's like, oh, what's up? I've seen you. Right. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> 
but you said, um, yeah, blinded by ambition. So I was saying I didn't realize, you know, that was the first time we had talked. And I didn't even realize that was three years ago. You know, so Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um we were saying that um uh, on a on a pre recording we had just, just talking about uh that was that was the first that was I guess the album dropped to that point and uh you know, we had the interview around that time and I was just I was uh, it's just fascinating because obviously you've done a lot in the past uh, in the in the year since then, you know, in terms of just like, you know, I guess I assume your life as well, but uh, most notably in how I can see it, in obviously the music you've dropped, um, you've, you've you know you've gone from like, well we, we'll we'll talk about that obviously when we get to it, but um, yeah, I guess we'll I guess we can start you know uh, from just after our initial interview and after Blind and Bad Ambition, I was just like wondering in your mindset at that point, taking yourself back to then, what were you, what were your goals at that point and obviously come bringing it back to where you're at now um have those goals been achieved depending on how large they are of course because obviously some people set really small goals that they can achieve or Mm -hmm. big goals that they can just shoot for the moon for so contrasting between 2017 Oren and 2020 Oren uh what's the uh what what were the uh what were the goals at that point uh after Blind and Bad Ambition your initial release um well Blind and Bad Ambition like Let's see, that was 2017. Um, I was in a very, very weird place, like, in life. Of course, like, we all know, like, the story of how the album was created. Um, I was just down bad, man. I was working, like, five jobs. I was just tired of being in, like, that position. And that's where the name came from, of course. You know, the blinded by ambition, not letting, you know, my uh, situation or surroundings blind me from my goals and all that stuff. So, you know, after the initial... After that first uh, project did so well with Spice, um, you know, getting so many streams and me growing so many listeners, like I went from a point of getting like, you know, 10 listeners to 100 listeners to, you know, now I pretty much level out at around 60,000, you know, without really dropping anything. Um, But my goals then were just to grow, man, to make money from my music. Um, I hit that. Um, when I dropped the second album, uh, Black Privilege, Black Privilege did really yep. well. I had a song on there called Ghetto Hymns that was like the big single from that project. Yeah. Um, we talked about the plaque a little. I got the plaque for Spice and the plaque for a Million Strands for Ghetto Hymns. Um, you know, so I was able to make decent money at that point, And I was able to I quit like all them jobs, man. Like I went, I was literally at one point working four or five jobs at a single time, mm. you know, balancing those out, yeah. not getting no sleep and recording. So I don't know how I was doing it, like looking back on it now, but I had those <laughs> small goals and I really wanted to hit them. And of course, like everybody in the music uh, industry knows, like it takes money or it takes connections. So me, I didn't have a lot of money because I had a lot of things I had to pay off with fines and like probation type stuff and you know i'm not gonna Mm. get into that but with with all that was going on it pretty much just pushed me to go for my goals because it was like either you know either i'm gonna be living like that because it's gonna be hard you know getting a job as one a black man to someone who was on uh probation you know 
three, just how I look. You know, I had dreads at the time and, you know, it was, it was a lot, man, especially being in Atlanta. Um, so when those songs start getting the streams, you go from, you see your bank account grow from, um, the royalties from like $10 a month to now you're getting over a thousand dollars a month just from the songs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to stay on topic as far as the goals you asked. When I saw that, I was like, okay, all my songs are getting streams. Um, maybe if I put out more, you know, those are good streams too. And your money will grow, you know, and that's, just the name of the game right now yeah yeah yeah. people put out a bunch of singles that's why you don't see albums for real and then when you do see albums you see like 30 songs on it (laughs) you know because people Uh, are going by that logic but as far as um i hit all the small goals that i had i had a hundred thousand monthly listeners that was one of the goals i talked to a couple uh labels about different things that was just a cool life achievement because i'm like damn, I came from nothing to sitting in here with QC. Like, I wasn't talking to Coach K or anything, but it's like, I'm talking to people at QC. Like, this is pretty cool. Like, and side note, since I brought that up, because I was doing so much and because, like, I had so much of the game and knowledge of the game in my head already and I was growing so much on my own that they were like, um... You know, they didn't have any artists that were coming in like that. Like, they didn't feel like they could really develop me because they couldn't really tell me anything that I didn't know. And yeah. they also were like, you know, when you are when you come into something with knowledge, people have to come to you differently anyway. They can't throw me anything. They can't tell me they'll upload my music everywhere like they do some people and have me sign <laughs> a deal for them to upload some music. Yeah. And next thing you know, I owe them all the money for my music. You know, so not just pointing the mm-hmm. finger at QC, but a lot of the labels I talked to, it was that type of situation to where it was like, you know, you're kind of better off on your own at this point. And I appreciate it. And mm-hmm. I took that, you know. Um, yeah, man. So I, that answered the question at this point. You know, I'm, I'm honestly just developing new goals and new checkpoints to hit because I did hit a lot of those goals. And now it's just trying not to get um comfortable with previous success you know yeah no that's that's great that's great man in terms of just um everything and obviously the growth at that point it's just uh it's a it's obviously you you only talked about it in like a you know five ish minute span but like thinking about um you know where you're at now where you can you know fully focus on the music and you have the knowledge that you know that like you said, not many people, um, you know, searching, well, talking with labels about potential deals, whatever, um, have. And that's obviously just, that's, you know, that, that must have been like a just of that, of saying like, you're probably fine, you know, like you're going to do fine without our help kind of thing. Obviously, uh, that must have felt a little bit good in some way, I can imagine. A, l- a little bit, because when you're at that point, yeah. like, you're still broke, you know what I mean? Like, I make money from music, but it's like having a regular job. Like, I make regular job money from music. But at the same yeah, time, a yeah, lot of yeah. people dream of that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, of course I want more. It's just going to take a little longer because you got to do a little more and you got to figure yeah. out things for yourself. And, you know, it is what it is. 
I, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's just the way it should be in some way. Because like, if you if it ain't if it isn't coming easy, then like, is it really a is it really a challenge? I guess in in that way, it's a basic way of putting it. But I right. f- I feel like you know if if, if it ain't if it ain't if there's no grind in it, then you know, is it really, is it is it really like a genuine, uh, is it really like a genuine challenge for you? I guess uh, you know, if that's right. the case. it's like having the game on easy mode. So what's the, yeah. what's the point? No. <laughs> you and you know what? I'm, I'm competitive. A couple of hours. Right, <laughs> I'm, I'm competitive too, man. You know, but at the yeah, same yeah, yeah. time, I look at, I look at um, people who who came in after one single or after a couple singles, and then they blew up and exploded, and I'm like. You know that that looks pretty nice too. <laughs> I, I wouldn't turn it down. I wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, no, I want it hard, but you know. <laughs> mm. I hear, you. I hear. You. But no, nah, I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm playing a hand, you know, that's given to me, and I'm, I'm gonna make the best out of it every time. Exactly, exactly, and that's all, all more respectable on your side for, uh, because of that. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I want to talk about a couple of the albums uh, that have obviously that have obviously passed since then, because uh, like I said, you have dropped a a, a, a good a good amount uh, in the <laughs> in the yeah. in the past three years. Uh, I, I feel I feel like uh, there, there was a point where I was just like, can can we breathe? Like, hey, <laughs> <just yo>. constantly... <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, just twenty eighteen off on off off rip. Like you obviously dropped three projects on that fa- in, in that in that year alone. So you had Black Privilege, you had Trust the Process, and you had the Exo Heartbreaker, right? So let's just stick with that year just for the, just for the moment because I feel like that was a real um, that was a real important year, I guess, for you because obviously you had Blind Ambition in 2017. And obviously that was just a you know you had a you had you had Spice popping off just just a little bit, you know what I mean just mm-hmm. little pop offs so, to to the point where you can flex on some plaques it's all good right and then right. you have 2018 so when it came to 2018 and that plan to uh i don't know where did you when you started that year did you plan to drop three albums and obviously one of them was uh i guess the uh, uh, well trust process was more about uh i guess like uh stuff from stuff from back in the day kind of thing like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like not not recent recordings if i remember that correctly correct me if i'm right. wrong um and uh, yeah, so what, what were the what were the uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to like uh, you know set this as like what were your goals for each of these things? But like, nah, nah, uh, I feel you. Um, I think with <laughs> with with um, black privilege, like that one was planned. Um, I had maybe since twenty fifteen, honestly, like I had these specific goals for albums and album names. And like just the type of content oh, right, that okay. I was gonna make. In yeah. twenty sixteen, yeah. I pretty much just recorded a lot of that stuff and really like locked in on the lifestyle and the grind and just being dedicated. Twenty seventeen I put it yeah. out and I put the plans into motion. So Black Privilege was like okay. the the next project that was on that goal list. I didn't have any of the songs written and I just had like what I would do is I'd write the album and I'd write out names four songs like even if they weren't recorded i just wanted to be like yeah this is the type of flow that i want throughout that project Mm. so i'm here i actually wrote like that's that was one of the songs that did really good on that project and i'm just now realizing like i wrote that song maybe in 2015 i wrote like the first verse in the hook okay and maybe 2015 or 20 yeah it had to be 2014 or 2015 honestly 
I wrote the verse in yeah. it. And I wrote it to a Jay-Z beat. Um, it wasn't even a real Jay-Z beat. It was a, this, this DJ had a, um, you know, the black album. He called it the Jay-Z Jacked type album. beat. Yeah, and that was before, like, the type beats was really popping off. Like, oh, DJs yeah, yeah, were okay, still putting okay. out mixed compilations. So this DJ, mm. like, remixed uh, the whole black album. Oh, okay. And nice. I loved it. Like, yeah. just the production he put on it. So I wrote to one of the beats to that, um, my name is Hall, H to the O-V, I used to move snow. You know what I mean? So I wrote, mm-hmm. I'm here to that. I was like, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is, you know, and I was like, and I ain't never been going nowhere no more. I ain't giving these niggas no air no more. So my homie yeah. Gus, when I was working all those jobs, uh, this this kid named Gus, he was a producer. We worked at um this Asian restaurant called Tendrum. That's delicious as hell, by the way. I just, I love Tendrum. <laughs> but we were working there and I would always be like, that was one of my chill jobs. Like I had jobs that were strangest. And then I had, um, you know, the chill jobs that you could just go to and make some money. That one, I would bring my computer and I would um, either make beats or I'd be researching like Spotify stuff and playlists and all that. So it's definitely chill. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I would have my computer right up on the register, (laughs) right next to the register, (laughs) like me, big Spotify. Yo, make sure y'all check me out, too. You know, I'm gonna give you a discount. I can say all this now, but I was really like, (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. quick quick segue my first show i probably said it. this somewhere uh before but or maybe not maybe not on record but my first um show well the first show that i went to it was um a zz gibson right so right. there was a guy named blue that opened up for zz and i remember thinking like he's dope he was on stage by himself and i was like damn he's dope like he need a dj or a crew or somebody to like hype him up but after seeing what, Blue him, and Exile Blue? Hmm? Was it Blue and Exile Blue? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, it's a dude named uh, Blue Benji's now, I think. Okay, okay. I was, um, was going to say, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right. Blue Benji's. And um, he walked into my job at the Tendron place. And I was like, oh, shit, I've been trying to figure out how to get a show. I seen him perform. Mm. He knows how to get a show. I gave this man, like, I, was, I saw him and I was like, oh, shit, your name is uh, Blue. I saw you perform. And he was like hyped up like, oh, yeah, bro. And I was like, yeah, bro, you was dope. I was like, hey, yo, let me tell you what's good here. And I was telling him all the good food. And I gave this man like like $40 worth of uh, Asian cuisine. <laughs> 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 like for the low. He probably paid $10 for it. Damn. But, you know, after he got his plate, after a while, I went over there and started kicking it with him. We exchanged numbers and I, I was letting him know I was trying to get a show. He gave me the guy's name who uh, was over the local talent at the venue, and next thing you know, I had a show. Nice. Yeah. So. And I all came from the Chinese cuisine. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's delicious. Ten grand. I have to ask since you keep saying how delicious it is. What's what, what if I, I'm going? I'm walking in there. What, what am I getting? What's my order? Okay, you can't be boring because we honestly like judge people based off their orders. If you walk in there and you get a sesame chicken or 
you know, a sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> then we're like, ah, this person has no spice in their life. Again, <laughs> that's the same thing you can get at any Chinese restaurant. What right. you want to do, they have so many delicious curries, man. Like, I don't know if you're a curry guy, but... The Chinese curry? Okay. They have, yeah, it's like Chinese curries. Um, they have Indian curry. The Indian curry dishes are good. Yeah. Um, my favorite... Okay, I'm going to give you a top three. All right, go for it. The the first one I would say is the um ah, so hard Penang <laughs> Penang curry It's like a coconut curry ah comes Ooh. with like rice I usually okay. get it with brown rice um you can get fried chicken or grilled chicken but I'm gonna go with the fried chicken just mm. because fuck that shit add extra egg get it <laughs> okay. spicy a level seven <laughs> second you're gonna uh, get uh. if you like noodles you'll probably get um, the pad thai is classic. You know, it's always good, but I like the pad. Yeah, love me some pad thai. Yeah, they have great pad thai. That would be number two, but I figured that one's more popular now. But the pad wound, it's like a glass noodle, super light, super like you can mm. taste the seasonings and the onions and all that stuff. And number three, hmm, I don't know, man. I like everything there. I'm only gonna those two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm reading that. I'm reading that. Sounds sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. I love me some. I love me some Chinese. I love me some Chinese. I love me some Chinese. Not good. It's, it's Maybe good. Call me, call me some Chinese. Tikka masala is clean. I love me. I love me some tikka masala. Yeah. I love yeah. Me some good shout. Yeah. You preach to the choir on that front. Okay. okay. For damn sure. <laughs> All right. So, back to the music. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we talking about quick food segue. Black privilege, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, continue, continue with that. Obviously, you're talking about the, I guess, the uh, process with that one. Yeah, so with, with that, um, like I said, Holy Water came. I got the feature with Wave Chappelle. Um, like, that was, like, my first big feature. Because um, he was somebody that I, I seen that was doing well on Spotify, and he was, like, a couple levels over me. I seen him with Yo Gotti. I'm like, Nick yeah. had reached out to him, my manager, because um, he had been helping him get playlisted. You know, so that was our first time using those tools that we had and being able to land something like that. You know, so that let me know, like, hmm, it's not just money. Like, there's all type of things that people need. And if you're able to provide that service or, you know, whatever it is that they need, then they'll give you something in return. Like, that's just the way the world works. So that was our bartering system. It became, you know, the Spotify playlisting and the fact that I had good traction. I had numbers. I had followers. Um, so, again, those projects, or as far as um, all the singles, you said you were like, at one point, can we breathe? That's how I felt, you know, because I was throwing <laughs> singles out and it was like, you know, trying to ramp up my numbers and my money and stuff. But at one point, you know, it started to get like, am I really feeling this music or am I, am I just trying to throw music out there? So when it started to feel like that, mm. um, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. And that's when I came to EXO Heartbreaker because that was more the mood that I was in. You know, I was going through relationship things and just life. And it was like, yeah, this is the music I feel like making. So fuck that. Like when it comes to the playlist thing and all that, the playlist that we're we're pretty tied to that we know that we can land on or more like energetic, upbeat workout type of playlist. Yeah. And I was like, 
I don't want to lock myself into making music just to fit their playlist. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go the total opposite. Like, this is how I feel. This is the music I want to make. I did EXO Heartbreaker. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, and for those that haven't heard, um, EXO Heartbreaker is very, um, I guess, uh, 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 R&B influences in, in there. You know what I mean? Just like trying to... Uh, I, and it's more about the theme of just like, obviously, like you're talking about relationships and stuff like that. So uh, and obviously right. I was way different uh to something like black privilege in in uh uh in, in, in comparison and obviously like the singles um like i remember like uh uh all the juice that was hype yeah. uh freaking uh stay down was clean as well uh oh, fuck, i've got this i've got to yeah. here let me have a look uh oh you're talking about um, stay down rare form yep 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 the most was clean like bro you, you're dropping heat like continue yeah. I, bro I, I, not not gonna lie to you i still have continue on my regular rotation honestly like man that's a, a banger still funny thing about continue is that wasn't even like i wasn't even gonna put that out that was just a song i did so randomly uh with my homie ghost ghost leon yeah. on it and i gave the song to ghost leon because i was like i didn't plan on putting it out and when people yeah. heard it from ghost's page they were like, hey, yo, why haven't I heard of this? <laughs> and I was like, they were like, yo, it's not even getting any traction. Like, it wasn't getting enough traction on his page because I was the one getting traction. Like, that's just how it is. So I was like, hmm, let's scrap it from yours and put it on mine. And that was before we knew we could drop things as, like, a collab where it shows up on both of our pages. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's how that came about. I think it was Nick. Nick was like, yo, why is this? You gave this song to Ghost? <laughs> He was like, yo, put that on yours. And sure enough, it, it is like one of my biggest tracks. Like, I'm not even sure if it's that big yeah, as man. far as numbers, but when I perform it at shows, like, people love it. Yeah, man. And it, it's, it makes it all the more, um, it makes it all the more weighted in terms of what you, t- what you guys talk about on that track. Um, and then when you talk about, uh, obviously, at the start of the interview, you're talking about, you know, having five jobs and stuff like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like the bar, the bar you're talking about about working two shifts like it just it just sings yeah, to you man real. it really does sing to me <laughs> yeah it's real man yeah yeah, yeah straight sings to me honestly so uh, shout out to you for that one um so you, you thought about it so heartbreak right quick um and i want to get to trust process just to just the one in the middle because yeah. obviously uh i think you uh, I, th- I think you said that there were, uh, i think when you, when you initially dropped it, it was obviously um stuff that uh, and obviously, you know, you're talking about obviously a uh, black privilege recording stuff from 2016. So what was the, and obviously this was more of a care package, you know, 25 minutes, yeah, seven songs, yeah. Like a little, little, little care package for you guys kind of thing. Uh, what was the, I guess, what was the reason for dropping that one in, in particular? Um, I just had so much music, man. Like before I started, you know, going through some life issues, um, Trust the Process was going to be another project um, called Third Day Massacre. That was going to be like my first project out of out of college. I dropped a couple mixtapes um, like fresh out of high school. But Third Day Massacre, that was going to be one that I was really, really working on as far as like, this is what I want to do with my life. Um, and I never got the chance to drop it or any of the music that I recorded at that time. So those were songs from like, 2010 2011 between 2010 right. and 2013 all those songs on on that project was recorded between that time period 
and they were just sitting on my computer collecting dust but you know they were pretty good and they definitely were good you know at that time so I wanted to drop that because what would happen is I would have like friends over and they might randomly go through my music and be hearing songs like yo when'd you record this like this is heat I never heard this I had so many of those songs just sitting around so I dropped you know I put them together called a trust the process and the name comes from the fact that they're older songs of course they're not as polished but you can see like the sparks of like oh he's pretty lyrical oh he's actually pretty good so I wanted to drop that in between like my records that were already polished just to give people like a boost of motivation to be like damn you know everybody does have a start everybody has a start regardless of where they're at now and people don't always put it out i just wanted to be vulnerable and, and do that <laughs> i mean yeah man that's that's that's, uh, that's that's real honestly like uh, and especially planting in between the two it was very um it was very refreshing at the time just having that like uh like you like you said unpolished uh kind of delivery to it uh yeah, it was, it was it was very refreshing and very uh, honest, I'd say as well. So uh, you know, salute you on that. Um, but moving uh, on a little bit, and actually, I want I want to like pause for a moment, and I highly assume at this point, um, I uh, you had a you had a tour at some point. Uh, I don't know if it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, but you were touring at some point, and I just wanted to ask. And obviously, you, you were talking about how you know you got a show off your. Uh, <laughs> off your uh, uh, Chinese cuisine uh, job yeah. alone and just, uh, you know, kind of side hustling on that front uh, at the same time. Uh, when you actually, <clears throat> when you started properly touring and actually properly doing shows, um, what was the, I guess, like, first, uh, like, initial feelings towards that? Was there, like, a rush? Was it, like, a rush for you? Was it, like... Um, was it just like, oh shit, this is happening, kind of thing? Because I, because I, you know, I'm not, I'm not nice, clearly, um, yeah. in in the in the musical sense. So I can't really imagine like that first set of shows that you start doing and like you know seeing a few, you know, fifty, hundred, however many is in the room, people, um, trying to see your stuff. Ah oh, man, it's definitely a rush. Um, it's definitely nerve wracking all the way up until that point, though. Like for me, oh my God, I was so scared. My first, especially my first show, like I just remember how nervous I was, how like shaky I felt. I felt like Eminem, like his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Like that's really how you feel. Oh gosh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, I get cold when I'm nervous. So I'm like ah, shaking and shit. Got on like hoodies and stuff. And, um, you're nervous all the way up to the point when you get to the stage. And I remember my first show when I got on the stage, there were so many people like that were like there that it just made me feel like I'm not going to say some. I said so many. It wasn't like a thousand people. It was probably like 60 people. I know I sold at least like 60 tickets my first show. Um, it was people I knew. And it was cool that they knew the words to the music. And what also helped is when you get on the stage, or at least for that show, for some reason, I could not see anybody in the crowd. It was like the lights were just in my face. So when I hopped on the stage and my homies was on the stage with me and I looked out and all I could see was like bright lights, it was like, I'm kind of just here by myself. 
And that helped out a lot. Like the nerves went away from the moment I grabbed the mic. And that was that was cool. Like when I look back at the videos, you know, my performance and stage presence was definitely new. And, you know, it was kind of ass. But they loved it. They hyped me up. And I realized like at that moment, that's all that matters. Like if you got fans, a lot of times I go to big people show and I'm like, eh, you know, have you performed? But mm. nobody cares at that point. Like when you're big. Now, I'm not saying that the stage presence and all that doesn't matter. It definitely like you should definitely work on that and definitely like hone in on that for your fans experience because you should want them to experience the best but as far as like me at that point being unpolished and being so nervous and all that stuff to receive that love was so cool. And that's what made me want to keep keep going. So every show after that, like I still get nervous, um, especially show day. Like I'm usually just nervous on the day of the show now. Yeah. And I need um, everybody knows like I need at least a couple minutes to myself to just meditate. Um, I need like serious time alone if i can't get it backstage i'll go in the bathroom and just sit there and breathe in all the good things and all the good energy and visualization of how i want things to go and breathe out the negative and until i'm not even thinking about it anymore mm. and then that's usually when i go be like all right i'm good let's let's kill this shit um and i still do that to this day i didn't start touring until this year actually um for the stay down tour yeah okay. and yeah we didn't even get to finish it because of the the pandemic but up until the point that everything got shut down man it was awesome bro like life goals bro Actually, let's, let's just jump right into it now. Uh, I'll just, um, I'll just skip this, uh, skip forward since you, uh, since you mentioned it. Um, I usually ask at the start of uh, every, uh, uh, well, interview, especially this year anyway, in particular, because um, I had a, I had a stretch for the show where you know everyone was in lockdown, so I felt like uh, let's, let's just catch up with some people, see what, uh, you know, see what they're, well, not what they're doing, but how they're feeling and stuff like that. But. Um, uh-huh. How have you, how are you feeling? How, how have you been feeling throughout this year in terms of um, everything? You know, just <laughs> everything going to shit uh, for oh for lack God, of a better bro. phrase. Like uh, <laughs> obviously, you mentioned obviously the t- the tour you had was cut short um, yeah. uh, due to due to COVID and stuff like that. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, yeah, bro, this lockdowns year was and stuff a like that. spiral. How's it been? It's been a spiral, bro. Like, <laughs> um, but living. As an artist, it's already your life is already a spiral because you're already going through, yeah. Like, you're already vulnerable as hell and putting out like literally the things you think into other people's hands and giving them the the opportunity to judge you all the time and criticize you all the time, and you criticize yourself all the time. You know, so it's always a constant battle with that. But to go from having the time of my life, going to places I've never been, being in California, smoking legal weed, meeting people in Phoenix and, you know, just meeting fans and seeing like it was it was crazy. You're happy. We were ec- we were ecstatic. 
Um, my biggest shows were going to be um, St. Louis and Atlanta. And then I had a weed festival to do in Phoenix. And then I was going to do New York. All those got canceled, right? So already we go from, boom, we're on top of the world. Things are going great with me, new people, to, huh, how are we going to make that money that we lost from Atlanta and from St. Louis because the shows got canceled? How are we going to make up for all this merch that we didn't sell? You know what I mean? Because the shows got canceled. So now you're already into like recovery mode as far as how you're thinking. And we all, you know, nobody yeah. knew how things were going to turn out. We thought maybe we'd be quarantined for a couple months. Yeah, well, when you get up one day and you realize you've been sitting in the house for six months <laughs> and you haven't been able to work out, you know, you feel out of shape and all that. Like, I've never, like, been a depressing person or a depressed person. And I think for the first time, like, this year, I was very, like, actually depressed and suffering from like anxiety for real like i didn't realize anxiety could be such a factor and be so real and it really was like i've never felt anxiety the way i have this year you know during the pandemic and it just had an effect like i think on me like physically mentally you know so that's why you see me like working out now a lot um i had to do something to get my mind right. And I think I've I've shaken that finally, like in the past month and a half, because I've been seeing like, you know, improvements in my overall health and I've been making good music and getting sunshine and all that. But it was definitely like a battle not being able to see your family, not being able to go do the things you're used to doing. Um, yeah, man, I think the world, you know, probably felt like that and there's probably people still dealing with it who don't know that's what they're dealing with mm. you know that's how I felt for the most part but I just wanted to do something I didn't know what I was feeling until like later on but I just wanted to do something and I you know am I making sense <laughs> yeah no no you make a sense obviously like this is um I feel like it's obviously all been, uh, and and we're actually, I think, at some point now where we can look at everything that's happened in the past, you know, six to seven, eight months and like just try and look at it critically um, in ourselves and obviously everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing, um, trying to, you know, trying to, encapsulate everything that has happened it's kind of right like we literally gotta adjust it's low-key in the possibility in some way (laughs) yeah but it's worth you know it's worth trying yeah to you know just to look back and either you know take lessons from whatever um you know for me personally i don't feel like i would have done anything different um i kind of just I've kind of kept myself in my room anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I said to, like, during lockdown, like my life really hasn't changed much. Um, <laughs> but that's that was partly because uh, I had uh, had no reason to go anywhere at that point, and yeah. uh, obviously being in lockdown didn't really change that. So uh, you know, it is what it was. But um, <sighs> but well, I know it, it comes to now, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's she's still going down. Um, mm. Literally, as I you know, as, as I record, um, uh, parts of the UK are going into lockdown again. Like there's a second wave coming. Literally, 
uh, you know, it's all going to shit again, basically. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> exactly. Like, like that's just all you can say is like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know how I feel, yeah. but I'm not even sure like where things are going. Like everything's literally different. People are forced yeah. to prioritize. Yeah. Like what's important in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I can be logical about things and, uh, you know, that's just how I, how I like to do it. Like just, if I, if I don't, if I, if I feel like, uh, you know, I'd love to, you know, hook up with the boys or go to, the, go to, a, go to London, see a, sh- go to a show, you know what I mean? I, I, mm-hmm. I'd like so many shows, uh, cut off. Like just, I was so sad about that. I literally got a refund for one of them the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and while I was low-key guessed about that uh, extra P, I was just like, <sighs> I still would have wanted to go to that show, man. Like that would be good, but here we are. Um, so yeah, man, but you know, logic has to, prev- I feel like logic has to prevail in these kind of things. And, uh, you know, and, and for you personally, obviously you were, you were talking about just how to like, you know, recoup genuine losses and, yeah. you know, um, I don't think you're alone in that, um, in, in, in a lot of cases, uh, it doesn't have to be music, but in any type of art, if they were like, you know, doing a theater show or whatever, you know, that's lost money. Um, you know what I mean? And that makes, and, uh, you know, that, that that's the language we can all understand in that in that fashion and uh right you know, and, then, and then it gets to the mental side and that's when some people uh, uh maybe tune out but you know it is what it is but um <laughs> you know it's good it's good that you said um it's good that you said that uh, you know by the by now uh you've reached a point where like you can you know fully understand how you're feeling and stuff like that and uh you know like you said some people still ain't there some people are still trying to understand but uh you know at least you've got yourself back on track which is obviously a man you're uh, forced to you're uh, either sink or sink or swim man you're forced to literally to grow up for real (laughs) (laughs) like with your thinking with your way of thinking yeah literally 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 um all right let's let's move off from that for a moment and uh i wanted to talk about uh, stay down right quick um simply because i was just wondering in terms of like uh the process and the thematics of it uh, I was kind of uh, wondering uh, what it was, I guess, um, and what were you, what were you, what was your vision to it, like uh, in in terms of like stay down and uh, uh, in terms of just like the thematics of it, because obviously like black privilege had a heavy, um, obviously like a you know black empowerment kind of angle to it, exo heartbreaker had the relationship angle to it. Uh, what was the what was the themes towards stay down as a as a as a body of work for you? Uh, well, stay down. I really just wanted to put together an album that was that was really good, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and as far as like you know the title and the motivation behind it, like literally just just staying down, like in my path, um, you know, with my goals as far as trying to be a, a professional you know, artists, somebody who's making money, somebody who's touring and all that stuff. And there's a lot of people that have those goals, but we, we give up, you know, within five years. And like people, it's it's pretty rare that somebody sticks to, you know, um, sticks to something that I can't think of the word, but you get what I'm saying. Like, sticking to a plan for that amount of time like there's a lot that can go wrong and there's a large margin for error Mm. and it's the people who make it through that and who who correct those issues when they see them and the people that stay down are the ones who are successful so 
Um, it was a bit of a flex, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> After dropping tr- Trust the Process and all that stuff, I wanted to, I wanted Stay Down's, like, production to be great. I wanted the mixing to be great. And I just wanted the songs to be good. And that's what it was. So what we had, like, I don't know. I just wanted to make, like I said, good music. Um, after meeting with, like, the labels and stuff I were talking about, as far as musical advice that they were giving, um, a lot of people that I had connections with were, like, radio-heavy people. And I was right. making pretty bar-heavy, energetic music that was more geared toward, like, playlisting, you know, something easy that you yeah. could turn on and just get hyped up to. Um, yeah. But it's it's a whole different thing when it comes to the radio. They need stuff that's actually catchy, that's actually like sonically is going to fill the room. People mm-hmm. don't understand like music is physical. Like when when a song that's mixed right and mastered right and just has the right elements to fill the room, when it does that, you feel it. Your body actually gets relaxed and, you know, it has an effect on you. When it came to my songs, I could honestly say, like, um, early on, it wasn't having that effect. And it, it wasn't, like, fault on me as an artist or a creative. It was fault on my knowledge of the technicalities, right? Mm. So, with in the industry, like, there's always room for improvement. With me, because I didn't have, you know, the money to be paying for the top-notch um, mixing and mastering and production and all that stuff, I had to learn, you know, for myself or invest in myself um, so that I can make my vision come across as best as I could. So Stay Down was me really, really like putting together all those elements for the first time and really working on a project like it was a project and like I was an artist who like whose job it was to do this. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's that's. I, I I like that word salads, um, you know, because you did say it was a flex, and I just yeah. I just want to I just want to bring that home. It's a flex. <laughs> yeah. He said all that, but it's a flex. <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's like I ain't know anybody who was putting up, like nobody was putting up the numbers that I was putting up that I knew. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, it's all it's all good, man. No no shame. Flex away, flex away. It's all good. It's all good, man. And if the tunes hit, the tunes hit. It's, it's what it is, bro. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no shame for sure. Uh, a question uh, I've just thought of uh, in the moment, uh, and it's linking to Take Cover, um, which obviously you dropped in April uh, this year, and obviously that was you know literally like a month into lockdown for the US, I think it was. Yeah. Um, if it was the same, if it was the same as the UK, anyway. Um, I wonder, uh, would you have uh, if you did that out? If you did that particular. Um, project again at this point uh, in time knowing that knowing where you're at now for yourself and understanding yourself emotionally now um would you have done anything different uh to take cover um if you uh, if you were doing it like now again nah i would pick different songs just because different songs are hot now but okay. other than that <laughs> you know i think take cover was hot man if you ask me i think Take cover, like, like I was saying with Stay Down as far as, like, the technicalities and all that. Take cover is my first project that I think is complete sonically. 
Like, okay. Um, but the stuff that I'm bringing after that, well, we'll get to that. But <laughs> yeah, that was like you said, a month into lockdown. It was fun. It was literally like no sweat to put it together because they were all freestyles. Um, yeah. And it was, yeah, man, it was just fun as hell to make it. I wouldn't do anything different. If anything, okay. I'd add more songs, but but nah, man. Like I said, I didn't want to keep saturating the market. You know, I put out seven strong songs, and I figured <laughs> I'd do another one. Um, there was going to be a take cover, too. It was okay. actually supposed to be a series. Mm. Um, but as you know, like it's hard getting mixtapes on Spotify and things like that. Because mm-hmm. you don't technically own those beats. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> but I took a chance. I was like, fuck it, man. Let me put it out there and see how people how people like it. And I yeah, think man, it was just the right timing for quarantine and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, obviously, you were... Uh, you mentioned, obviously rapping over you know other people's stuff obviously the the boxes on there is the last track as well so that's a notable one um that wasn't obviously the that wasn't obviously the first time you've been doing that you obviously did it uh for a good stretch um as i guess uh i, I don't know what you want to call it like an exercise so to speak yeah um of obviously taking some songs and just like uh i think you did like a one about f- like a f- you had like a food series or something like- Something like that, you you rapping over like wings and stuff. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, wings. Yeah. That was that was kind of funny to, to that was kind of funny to watch. The, uh, rap snack freestyle. What should I eat over next? <laughs> yeah, that was a fun exercise. Uh, but yeah, it was it was kind of that was kind of a cool moment. Um, just to not even asking a question about that, but it was it was just a good, interesting point in time for watching you. Um, just like going over popular beats that are popping at the moment, and just like you know rapping over them, uh, was kind of was kind of interesting. I was, I was, I guess, uh, if I had to pick a question, like, uh, was it? Well, I, I could I could guess the reason why you did them, but like, why why was the uh, what, what was the exercise? Well, that particular exercise about for you? Um, the rap snack freestyles. That's what you're asking about. Uh, the rap snacks, and also the one, uh, the I kind of, I guess the series where you like rapping over the. Uh, I guess like hot tracks, uh, just freestyling over those in in the in the similar vein as Take Cover, but um, you can talk about the raps next one just for the, just for kicks because um, that may, that was that was that was an amusing series. I, I I enjoyed that. Yeah, as far as the rap snacks go, um, it was kind of it was kind of accidental that it became a series. Um, I I just posted a video randomly of me eating cereal and rapping over Lil Uzi's uh, "That's a Rat," and. Yep. It was cool. It was it was super random. I was just in there. I poured some cereal. The song came on. The beat came on. I was like, fuck it. So it got a lot of views, a lot of comments, and people was like, all right, you should do this song. And I was like, huh? Yeah, I'm going to eat in that video too. And then it became a like, yeah, vote for the food that you want. Like, it was an engagement thing. Like, people like to see it. I like to eat. I like to rap. I figured, why not eat and rap? You know what I mean? If people like to see it. Um, and I think what's that stuff called a uh, bang mukbang or whatever, uh, where people like eat a lot of food on YouTube, the crab and all that stuff. Oh, well, I have no idea, bro. Don't ask me. <laughs> don't ask me yeah. about YouTube trends, fam. Don't ask me. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's that's hot on YouTube, man. You people like to watch you eat. It's weird, but yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, I like to eat. So I figured, why not? I like to rap. <laughs> as far as um the freestyles, though, you know, outside of that, it's just fun. I think if you're if you're an artist, um, that's how you all that's how we all start. For the most part, we all start because we like the song and we tried to write some stuff that was similar to it. And that's just like the origin of of hip hop, you know, remixing yeah, yeah. things, sampling things. Yeah. Um, the reason, you know, well, as far as rap snacks go, the reason that I um, stopped doing those for real is just because I didn't want to be known as the guy that eats and raps. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want that to be my image, like because it was becoming that people were were meeting me places and they were like, oh, man, yeah, you be doing the rap, the the eating and rapping and it just seemed too gimmicky for me like i didn't want to feel like a gimmick if i did right. it i just wanted yeah, to have yeah. fun yeah mm. i didn't want to have to drop a new single and be like and watch me eat this food with my next single <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't want to have that um, image uh. <laughs> i can imagine like you're at shows and like uh they're just going like where's the panini and, like you, you yeah, just whip out like, a panini and eat and eat <laughs> Yeah, man, I'll try to. I want abs. It's like, where's the wigs? <laughs> People are not even asking for the music. They're just asking you to eat your food. It's like, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, well, I, didn't, I didn't want that to watch happen. Me eat or watch me rap. <laughs> right. And the difference with me and other people is like, you know, I actually love music. I want music to be, you know, the base of the things that I'm doing. I want to always come back to is the music good? You know, is it. Does it sound good? Do you like it? Is it resonating with people? Is it resonating with my soul? Yeah. I don't want to focus on, does the food look good in the camera? Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Like, I got to redo it. Like, I don't want that to be the focus. So. Right. That's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I now it'll probably be boring, you know, because I'm, I'm on my healthy stuff. So, you know, I don't think people want to watch me eat carrots and... <laughs> <laughs> rap to Drake <laughs> Kale and Kendrick Lamar you know what that might have a ring to uh, it <laughs> I mean I mean there's, there's a ring to that there's, there's yeah, K- Kale K- and Kendrick I'm, you I'm, know I'm what right, I'm, not, I'm not against it you know what you're making it sound fun again I might I might <laughs> I might have to pull it back for a second <laughs> bring it back one time bring it back one time yeah, you know yeah. I mean? people people eat Kale now it's, it's not it's not a taboo these days you know what I mean people eat Kale yeah. these days how about this? Maybe I'll do maybe I'll do seasons. That way I can do like five of them and then be done, you know. Come back next year. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man, why not? Yeah, just make it like a consistent thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 always up to you, obviously. So let's, uh, let's we'll start wrapping up, and obviously uh, we'll talk about the uh, new new. Uh, this is particular episode is dropping. Uh, I think you're dropping the project this Friday, right? Yes, this Friday. Yes. It's not a project. It's a single. Oh, it's a single. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. we'll tell me about it anyway. But um, uh, he's well. This episode is dropping uh, the next next Thursday. Uh, for you guys, obviously you don't know, but uh, the single will be out by then. So. Uh, I mean, yeah. what's the single? You got any new new coming? What's it? What's in the? What's in the lab? What, what, what have you got? What have you got cooking? 
Oh, man. So since I got my life back together mentally and even even before, you know, I'm always creative and I'm always trying to just make things that that feel right for me at that moment. Way of Life. Oh, my God, bro. This song I've been sitting on for a couple months at least. Excuse me. Um, All right. Yes, I've been sitting on Way of Life for a couple months at least. And since I've made it, I've been thinking that it's going to be big. You know what I mean? It's bars. It's it's um, it feels good. Um, it's like a. I feel like it's the perfect mix of everything that people have gotten from me already. But it's like way more polished. And it's like it's like watching a, a flower grow. You know, what I mean, like it takes time. Oh, we have a lot of, you know, plants in the house. And there's things I'm noticing about that now that I've never noticed because I'm looking at it every day. You know, I'm going in there and be like, huh, I didn't notice this at first. But, you know, it starts off a seed in the dirt and then things start to sprout. I didn't even realize certain petals came from like the stem. Like they're just popping out. Like one day is not there. The next day is like it popped out like it's growing from itself. So I feel like with Way of Life, it was like my lyricism was sitting perfectly with my voice and I'm riding the beat like it's like not just somebody rapping and it's like oh he got bars it's like something you can nod your head to you don't even have Mm -hmm. to think about what I'm saying you know what I mean because sonically it just feels so good you're gonna feel it like in your body regardless on if you're listening to me or not and that's one thing that's huge with me is like does the song sound good in the background yeah. Because that's 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 where you're going to hear it most of the time. If you're in a party and there's songs playing in the background, there's I feel like I'm getting too deep with this. I probably should have just, you know, did my my regular <laughs> promo. But honestly, man, like coming from like my artistic mind, like one of the things that I do is I play unreleased music all the time, like in functions and stuff. So when people get together, I'll just turn on music. I won't tell anybody's my music plan, but I just want to see the mood of the room when it happens. And if people are still like doing their thing and walking around and all that, then I know it feels good sonically. It didn't make a shift in the atmosphere. And sometimes that happened, like, believe it or not, a song can come on and it just shifts the mood of people. Like people will walk out or people will like get louder or different things like that. But when it's a smooth like transition and, and all that, you know, it feels good sonically. And then two with the song, when you do listen to it, you're like, oh, shit, like this rides. So I mm. gave you this long explanation to say two things like one, it feels good. And then two, I'm talking that shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking that shit, man. It's for it's like motivation is is hustle. It's, it's something that you can turn on, like when you hop in the whip, when you're trying to go get that bag. It's something you could turn on when you're smoking. It's something you could turn on when you're trying to write your goals out. Like, it's, it's that type of music. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. Looking forward to that for damn sure. Um, all right, so I usually end on a, a few, a couple of things. One you already know of, uh, one you don't. But during my lockdown season, I usually uh, asked people, you know, what they're listening to, what they're reading, what they're watching uh, in, in general. 
uh, obviously during lockdown, but I feel like I might as well just uh, do it just for, you know, fun recommendation purposes. So, uh, what have you been listening to? Obviously, not, not your own stuff, <laughs> I feel like I have to say. Uh, what have you been reading? Have you been reading? What have you been reading? Uh, TV shows, films, whatever that you just uh, recommend that uh, people get into. That's crazy. I've been doing all that, man. I've been listening to, um, I got a playlist called 40 Vibes. I don't know if you've seen it, but 40 Vibes is the link in my bio. Um, it's a playlist on Spotify, and it's basically all the music that I listen to. I curate okay. it from top to bottom. I refresh it, you know, every week or so. And I listen to a lot of J. Cole, of course. Um, I listen to uh, Rex Life Raj I've been fucking with. Um, Greaves, um, who I actually opened up for, or I was going to open up for, I'm sorry, in St. Louis. Um, but I opened for, up for him in Hawaii. Um, but he's dope as hell. Don Tolliver, uh, my favorite group is 88 Glam. I listen to them a lot. Um, as far as what I've been reading, it's probably old. Yeah, I probably heard about it, but the Seven uh, Spiritual Laws. Okay. And it's amazing, man. Let me let me get the book. Let me make sure I'm saying it right so people can. Oh, no, the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Okay. Yeah. And I've just been watching NBA basketball. Lakers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, LeBron, you know. Say less. Yeah. Say less, say less. Who you going with? <laughs> me? Me? Yeah. I've been heat, bro. I've been heat. I've been heat for, for a minute. Uh, mm. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's been heat for me. Man, I can't. Oh, it's I don't I don't know. It's obviously at this point as we record, it's two one. I'm just like, eh, they got one back. It's all cool. It's cool. It's cool. No sweat. We're going back for the next one. Uh, but man, that that shit is tight. That could go any freaking way. It can go five. It can go seven. Uh, several over times. It don't even I don't even know. I can't even call it at this point. I'm nervous as shit every man. time. I, every time the tip off comes, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, damn. But uh, man, shout out to AD on the uh, on that buzzer beat last night, bro. That was that was fire. That was, oh my I saw god! That this morning I was like, oof, okay. Yeah, Finally, that AD was coming through. That was the one game I missed, man. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, the one game I missed. I was like, looked at the score. I was like, yo, what's going on? Did the buzzer beater? I was like, oh my god. But the Heat, that's yeah, a good that choice, bro. I got the Heat in six. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm feeling that. Six I'm over feeling Boston. That. I like that. Heat and six yeah, over nothing, Boston. Nothing, then nothing. I got the Lakers okay. sweeping them 4-0. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. Why not? Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. We'll, 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 we'll check back. Uh, I'll, che- I'll check back on the show, see, see where we're at. And uh, I'll, be sure to, I'll be sure to tag you uh, if, if the Lakers do take the L. Um, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I said if. I didn't say when. I said if. I was being, I was being generous. Um, but but we on that. I mean, with, uh, as always, uh, as you know, hopefully, if you remember, three years ago, uh, a top five. Uh, uh, if, you don't, if you don't remember the rules, uh, for those who don't know the rules, um, well, there are no rules technically. Uh, it's, it's your top five. You can do whatever you want with it. You could add two more to your... Um, 
uh, to, to your Chinese cuisine um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, top five and make it a top five if you like. It could be about anything. It could be about ball. It could be about music, TV, whatever. It's your top five. So with that said, five. what is your top five? Hmm, I'm going to go with uh, my top five shows. How about that? Okay. Something different. Switch up. What's up? Hmm. I don't know why I said that. I can't think of it. Uh, okay, okay. I'll go I'll go with just the shows that I know I love. Wentworth. Right. And that's only not higher. That should be like number one or two, but it's only not higher because the new season ain't came out and I've been waiting on it forever. Mm. Um, Black Mirror, which I don't know if they're going to make a new show. Or not, because of everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Insecure is dope. Yep. Good show. <laughs> Good show. Um, the 100. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And number one right now, I'm going to go with Westworld. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. You like Westworld? Uh, me? Um... <laughs> Oh, God. All right, so I, I I got lost halfway through like season two, and I just stopped caring for it. The the it's it's so like I don't mind convoluted shit. Like I I enjoy that kind of stuff, right? But, mm. but they, they, they just they don't make it easy. Like it just didn't really make it easy for me. <laughs> um, and it, again, I'm not you know I'm not I'm not watching reality TV over here. You know what I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not you know. I yeah. can I can tune into that kind of stuff and I can actually watch something and you know you know you have to watch those kind of things so you have to pay attention. Um, I just got lost uh, halfway through and I was just like, you know what? I I just I just, I just can't vibe with it and it's annoying because it like I really like the cast. The cast looks so stacked. It's absolutely silly how like the people they've got on there, like just yeah. acting chops. Like they've just got so many op. Uh, actors on there, but I, I just, I just can't get into it. Like the whole story itself, I just, I, I don't know. It just, uh, the first season, I had to watch like, a, like a couple of times. I was just like, oh right, okay, just like to get it. And then I got into season two, and I was just like, ah, you're losing me. <laughs> ah. I just didn't even know. Well, uh, I can't. As far up. as rating, season one was 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 dope as hell for me. Season right. two, I can I can say the same thing because it seemed long and yeah. like, you know, I hate when there's like long drawn out episodes that yeah. could have been shortened, you know, and more just interesting. Yeah. But season three really brought me back, man. Okay. Yeah, it does like, look good. I will say that. It does look good. Yeah, season three is crazy. Um one show that I forgot to mention though is Lil Dicky show. Oh right, okay. Have you watched it? I have not. I heard it. Man, it. that show is so fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> Alright, it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> yeah. It's on the list. But uh, anyway, yeah, man, that's a solid top five uh, and honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, boss man, it's been a minute, and uh, you know, glad to glad to catch up with you. Um, next time we can talk about, uh, I guess, more basketball and just more stuff outside of music, per potentially. Um, obviously, I just wanted to catch up on you know the career so far that you've been having, and you know you're going, you're going from strength to strength, and uh, you know that's, that's all you, that's all you can do, and that's uh, and you know, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's good, and it's good to see. It's, it's honestly good to see um, from you know from the past uh, three years onwards. So you know, salute to you on that, and Thank yeah, you, man, bro. all the all the best uh, for the future. Hopefully, um, everything picks back up again for for you personally. Oh, definitely, man. I'm 
I'm stacked over here. I'm stacked with the singles, with the songs, man. Like I said, y'all finna get Way of Life on the 25th. Or I guess it'll be out by the time this interview drops. I got XO2 on yep, the way. Yep. XO Heartbreaker 2. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, it's... Uh, it's crushing the first one. The first one was dope. Oh, but XO2 is probably my favorite album right now. Uh, all the feels, all the feels, all the feels. Yeah. <laughs> looking forward to it. You know, I look forward to sitting in, a, sitting in a corner. That's fun. In the meantime, you can watch me dropping off people on Instagram on the basketball court. Uh, <laughs> the Don, the Don I, Mamba. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you again, We'll see you on that front. <laughs> <laughs> Salute, man. Thank you very much for coming through. Much love, bro. And then we have, ladies and gentlemen, my interview with Mr. Aura Major. And if you're wondering what this interlude beat is, uh, this is actually Oran's. Uh, he sent it to me. I actually asked him for this beat. Uh, when I was actually uh, planning to start my first podcast that wasn't what's good. Um, that fell through, unfortunately. And I've just had this beat ever since. I just had the gathering dust on my laptop. And then once this happened, the interview itself, I was like, let me throw this on for the interview. So uh, uh, hopefully when he first listens to this, uh, he'll be surprised. At how, like, how, does it, how did he get that? Uh, you sent it to me ages ago, right? Just, just live with that. I didn't jack you, right? <laughs> but yeah, salute to our major. Uh, from the Fifth Room Podcast Network, I'm a child tearing the spin. What's good? Intro music has been backed up by Bob Berrigan. All of this has been If I Had a Dollar instrumental by Aura Major. And with that said, hope you all have a good week. I shall always try and do the same. And until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.